When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At first I thought it was funny, the guy sitting across from me said. But the pictures kept coming, and I couldn't figure out how they were doing it. Every time I got a new picture on my phone, the monster was getting closer. And pretty soon, I didn't need my phone to see it anymore. I just don't know what to do. I nearly crashed my car on the way here tonight because I saw that thing in my rear view mirror, just sitting in my back seat, staring. I need help. Well, that's why you're here, Miles, the group leader, said. That's why we're all here. We help each other deal with Mallow. So the fact that you made it here is a huge step. We were in a church basement sitting on padded metal folding chairs. There were 10 of us, all arranged in a circle. Fluorescent tube lights buzzed overhead. The smell of burned coffee and sweat permeated the place. I looked at the guy who had been talking. He was teetering on the edge. I didn't think he'd make it. Most people couldn't take it. They thought they could, hoped they could. But in reality, most of them cracked sooner or later. That's why most of the faces in the group kept changing. I think listening to some of the other people here who've dealt with this affliction for a long time can help you, Landon, Miles said in his soothing voice. Like Jude here, he gestured at me. I nodded in acknowledgement. I then smiled without showing my teeth and gave a little wave. But before we get into that, I need to ask if anyone here has only been dealing with this for less than four days. Raise your hand if that's you. An attractive young brunette woman and an obese guy with thinning hair both raised their hands. How long? Miles asked the obese guy. It will be three days tomorrow morning, I think, the guy said. How about you? Miles asked the woman. Two days. My ex-boyfriend put it on my phone right after we broke up. Such a child. But now I can't figure out how to delete it. Miles nodded sympathetically. Then he looked at both of them in turn. There's still time for you both to end this thing before it takes over your life, he said. And all you have to do is not look at any more pictures. Do whatever it takes, even if it means locking your phone up somewhere for the next couple of days, or leaving it at home when you go to work. Whatever you have to do, just don't look at any more pictures. The obese guy shook his head. I can't do that. I need my phone for work. What if I just get a new phone? Miles and several others shook their heads. Anyone else want to answer that? Miles asked. It doesn't attach itself to the phone, I said. 
looking at the woman. It seems to attach itself to the person, so getting a new phone doesn't help. The only thing that helps is not looking at the pictures. But it's not like the other apps, the woman said. The picture shows up on your screen, even if you have the phone locked, and it doesn't go away until you look at it. Exactly, Miles said. That's why you have to put your phone somewhere and leave it there. If you stop now and make it past around 90 hours, you should be good to go. It should stop. So you're saying I'm fucked? Landon suddenly yelled, jumping out of his chair. I have to live with this thing for the rest of my life? As I looked up at the distraught man, I saw the creature out of the corner of my eye. He was sitting there at the side of the room, staring at me. I knew that looking directly at it would make him disappear, so I resisted the urge. I just held him there in my peripheral vision while Miles worked on calming Landon down. His bone-white face was that of a large dog or wolf skull. His sharp teeth are constantly visible in a malevolent grin. He had long and stringy black hair growing out of his skull, despite the fact he had no skin there. His unblinking eyes glowed with sickly white light, and they never moved from my person. Every time I saw him, those two eyes stared intently at me. The rest of him was vaguely human-shaped, although I could never see his arms, legs, or torso. From the neck down, the creature seemed to be made of fluid shadows, although I could see mangled, dark hands with long, sharp claws at the ends of each of his ten total fingers. It was like he was wearing a cloak of blackness, which only made his white skull and glowing white eyes stand out in my peripheral vision. I knew from attending this group that everyone else saw something vaguely similar. But not everyone saw it in their peripheral vision. Some people, like Landon, saw it in mirrors. Others saw it straight on, usually standing in the corners of dark rooms or appearing in the shower when they got up to use the restroom at night. Everyone who was stuck with the affliction said they saw him upwards of 20 or 30 times a day. But the sightings after dark were always the worst. Mine came to me often at night usually appearing right next to my bed, mere feet from me, but never within my direct line of sight. I couldn't tell you why I thought it was a him. It just seemed to make sense. Other people talked about theirs without gender, saying it instead of him or her. I didn't understand that, but that was how I referred to him when I was talking to other people. I figured people might think me strange if I referred to my creature as a him. And there was another big difference that set my mallow apart from others. Something I never told anyone at the group. My mallow talked to me. He didn't move his mouth, but I heard his words in my head. They sounded like me, but I knew it was him. Somehow, I knew. I'd never come across anyone else who said theirs talked. Miles finally got Landon back in his seat and calmed him down. The rest of the meeting went as usual. I spoke for a few minutes, saying the same thing I usually said to newbies. Really, I was just reiterating what Miles had already told them. Don't look at your phone. Take off work if you need to. Find a distraction. Then I said something for the old hats in the room. Hope, blah, blah, blah. Adapt, yada, yada, yada. Humans are resilient and all that junk. I've been around long enough to know that those who could handle their terrifying new friend were few and far between. About 75% of people couldn't handle it. Maybe I was jaded, but I thought that those who could take it 
would find a way no matter what I said. And no amount of advice would keep those who were weak from cracking, eventually. It was as simple as that. As the meeting broke, the young woman slung her purse over one arm and headed toward the hallway. I hurried to catch up with her, but before I could reach her, Miles grabbed my arm. Have you heard from Andrea lately? He asked. No, sorry, I said, extracting my arm from his grip. You haven't? No, I mean, she didn't show up today, he said. And I thought you two were tight. I furrowed my brow. No, we aren't tight. She asked me for some advice a couple weeks back, but that was it. Miles seemed to mull this over. I gotta go, Miles, I said, turning away without waiting for a response. I hustled down the hallway and caught up with the brunette. Hey, I said, holding out my hand. I'm Jude. I heard, she said, a slight edge in her voice. But she shook my hand and told me her name was Sadie. So, if you don't mind my asking, what are you going to do to stop your mallow? I don't know, she said as we started up the stairs. I kind of need my phone, but if that's what it takes to get rid of it, it is what it takes, I said, turning my tone serious. I've seen enough people go through this before to know that it only gets harder if you don't stop it before the 90 hour mark. So you need to have a plan. You still have nearly two days to go. We walked out the back entrance to the church and into the rear parking lot. It was late in the afternoon and the sun was approaching the horizon. We passed a display board that simply said, Mallow Support Group Downstairs. What about you? Sadie asked. You seem fine. Or are you just here to pick up desperate women? That depends, I said. Are you desperate? Sadie stopped and looked up at me with her large hazel eyes. Her lips twitched up into a small smile. I smiled back. Seriously though, let me buy you a coffee or something stronger. I can help you develop a plan. This is no joke. I may seem fine now, but I went through some really dark days to get here. I almost didn't make it. It really doesn't seem that bad, Sadie said. I mean, it's kind of creepy and annoying, but they're just pictures. I know they're not real. That's exactly how it gets most people, I said. When they're just pictures on your phone, it's easy to shrug it off. But when you start seeing the thing in real life, your mind has a much harder time thinking it's not a threat. You turn corners and see it. You wake up in the middle of the night and see it. You see it at work, at home, on your commute. Stress levels skyrocket, fear becomes all. Believe me, it's not how you want to live. Sadie looked down and bit her lip, apparently thinking it over. Meanwhile, I could see Mallow out of the corner of my eye, crouching between two parked cars over to my left. He was far away, but his words were loud in my mind. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Sadie's phone chimed in her purse. She looked up at me. I shook my head. Don't do it. Please. For your own sake, don't look. Okay, she said after a moment. Let's get that drink. The drink with Sadie went as expected. In the end, she invited me to meet up with her later for dinner. This was after I hinted that getting through this was much easier with a buddy who knew what they were doing. So we had a date. And, I hoped, maybe a little something after the date. If there's one thing that this whole Mallow experience has taught me, it's that you can't beat around the bush. You can't aw shucks your way through life. If you want something, you have to go for it. Because you don't know when life will kick you in the balls. But before the date, I had to do something. When I left the cafe, it was dark outside. I looked at my phone and saw two dozen missed calls from Andrea, the woman Miles had asked about. It took me 15 minutes to get over to her apartment. The doorman knew me by this point, so I didn't have any trouble getting in. When I got to her door on the fourth floor, I knocked gently. There was no answer, so I knocked harder. Andrea, it's Jude, I said in a loud voice. Listen, I'm sorry for not answering your calls. I've been busy. I paused. Are you there? Still no answer. I pulled out the key she'd given me to her apartment and unlocked the deadbolt. I walked inside and immediately heard her cat meowing. It ran up to me from the living room and rubbed against my leg. I ignored it and called out for Andrea. Still no answer. The living room was empty. So was the kitchen. She wasn't in her home office. The door to her bedroom was closed and I pushed it open, seeing Mallow hunkering in the corner. He spoke to me. The bathroom door was cracked and there was a little light coming from inside. I stepped up to it and listened for a moment. There was nothing, no sound. I pushed the door open. Andrea was in the bathtub. She was fully clothed in pajama bottoms and a pink t-shirt. There was no water in the tub, but there was blood, a lot of blood. She had slit both her wrists. The bloody razor was perched on the edge of the tub I guess she'd closed the drain before doing the deed, for whatever reason. I knelt down next to the tub and looked down at her. Even in death, she was pretty. Clear skin, strawberry blonde hair, curves in all the right places. Her eyes were closed, and she actually looked peaceful. I knelt there and took in the scene for several minutes. Mallow perched behind me in the doorway. I could sense him there, and I could hear him. At his request, I inhaled deeply, savoring the stench of death. After a few minutes, I turned and looked in the mirror. I pulled out my phone and called 911, telling them with a cracking voice that I'd found my dead friend, that it looked like a suicide. Mallow stayed with me as police and paramedics showed up. He stood slightly behind me and to my right, helping me say the right words. He was good with that kind of stuff. When all was said and done, it was about time for my late dinner with Sadie. I drove to the restaurant and got there just a few minutes late. Sadie had already gotten a table. We had a good time, talking little about Mallow. 
Mostly, we got to know each other and had a few drinks. Then, when the time was right, Mallow told me to leave. He told me what to say to Sadie, to ask her for another date the day after tomorrow, Thursday in the afternoon. She seemed disappointed that the date was ending so soon, but Mallow told me it was important not to seem too interested. She agreed to meet me on Thursday. As I drove home, Mallow told me the plan. On Thursday, during the date, I would get a message on my phone from the Mallow app, and I would look at it, making sure Sadie was in a position to see it. It would be a picture of us, with Mallow nearby. And it would be just before the 90-hour mark. It would seem like an accident, like I didn't know it would happen. I would apologize profusely, but saying sorry wouldn't change the facts. She would start seeing her own version of Mallow everywhere, and I would be there to help her through it, just like I'd been there to help Andrea and Leela before her. Really, it wasn't hard to spot the ones who couldn't take it. With Mallow's help, I could spot them easily. The hard part was getting them to agree to the first date, but I was even getting better at that. I knew eventually that I would have to move. Too many suicides happening around one person raises suspicion, but I didn't mind moving. I knew Mallow would be with me, always. SCP-1471 is a free 9.8 megabyte application for mobile devices named Mallow version 1.0.0 in online application stores. The app has no listed developer and is somehow able to bypass the application approval process to go directly to distribution. The app is also able to avoid removal by other program manager applications. After SCP-1471 is installed, no icons or shortcuts are created for the application. The app will then begin to send the individual images through text messaging every three to six hours. All images will contain SCP-1471-A either within the background or foreground. SCP-1471-A appears as a large humanoid figure with a canid-like skull and black hair. During the first 24 hours following the installation of SCP-1471, the mobile device will receive images taken at locations commonly frequented by the individual. After 48 hours, the mobile device will receive images taken at locations that were recently visited by the individual. After 72 hours, the mobile device will receive images of the individual in real time, with SCP-1471-A appearing within close proximity to the subject. As the individual approaches the 90-hour mark, exposures become more powerful. Evidence has shown that a single exposure between the 80- and 90-hour marks after a prolonged gap can cause irreversible and sustained visualizations of SCP-1471-A. Currently, the only known treatment to reverse SCP-1471's effect is to completely eliminate the individual's visual exposure to these images prior to 90 hours after installation.